Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, October 13th, 2022. One of the most famous Christian hymns in the world is A Mighty Fortress. The first lines go, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Uh, This hymn was written by the reformer Martin Luther. And many people might not know that this hymn was inspired by a specific psalm. Even Martin Luther had a good friend named Philip Melanchthon. And as they went through some trying times together, uh, times where their lives seemed at peril, times where the world around them and even the rulers and the nations uh, were raging or in conflict, uh, he would say to his friend Philip, Philip, come, let us sing the the 46th Psalm. And that's one of the things we're looking at today in our reading. Today in the Old Testament, we're looking at Psalms 46, 80, and 135. Now, as we look at these Psalms, as we're reading through the Bible, especially the Old Testament and the New Testament at the same time, uh, in a more chronological order, this year, we keep coming back to the Psalms. And now some of the Psalms are very hard to put a date on. For instance, the ones that are written by King David, well, we know at least to some extent when they were written. They they were written by David. They must have been while he was alive. And some are clearly tied to very specific instances in his life. Um, But others, we might not know exactly when, but it was at least sometime when he was alive. Some Psalms, we really don't know when they were written. And so as we read these Psalms today, what we're seeing is not so much uh, that they're here because of uh, really at the time of chronology. We're really seeing the subject matter here fits in with what we have been seeing. If we just remember for a second where we've been recently in the Old Testament, we've recently read Isaiah 40 through 48, kind of this majestic part of the book of Isaiah that gives us a very high and exalted view of God, where it repeatedly comes back to this idea of God saying, I am the Lord, there is no other, Um, or even talking about him being a rock and there is no one like him. And then right before that in Isaiah, and we just read it again yesterday in 2 Kings, a different account of the same events, we see King Hezekiah looking to God in the midst of an Assyrian invasion. So these Psalms, as you'll see them today, they fit in well with what we have been reading in especially Isaiah, but also even our reading uh, from 2 Kings yesterday. So let's read a little bit of the 46th Psalm together. It begins, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Uh, right? These are uh, strong words that are used. I mean, starting off by describing God as a refuge and our strength and a help in trouble. And then it uses pretty 
big, you know, cataclysmic language there. Though the earth gives way and the mountains are moved into the heart of the sea, right? This is using big language to describe big things. But it's saying in the midst of all of that, God is our refuge and strength. He is a very present help in trouble. Uh, And so that's where, even as we think back to what we've been looking at in Isaiah, we've been seeing, hey, there is no one like God. And even we've talked about that. That's not just an abstract reality, uh, you know, even when comparing Christianity to other religions, well, hey, our God is the real God and other gods are false gods. Uh, It's really meant to be a life-changing truth. Uh, There really is no one like our God. There is no one like the God of the Bible. And here again, we see some of the practical outworkings of that in verse two. Therefore, we will not fear. We will not fear. Even though we see crazy things happening around us, we won't fear because God is our refuge. Uh, And it speaks of the power of God. Look at verse six, the nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. They're even speaking of God's power over the nations. And even as you think through this, this is such a great psalm, whether you're going through something personally, and maybe the circumstances around you in the world are are fine, but internally or in something in your life, it feels like the earth is moving underneath your feet. It feels like everything is unsteady. Then God is your refuge and strength. Or whether we look out at the world, and especially if you've been alive for the last few years, it's it's been a wild ride. And you look at things that you maybe never would have expected or still even today, headlines of things like the possibility of nuclear war or talks of food shortages or things like that. They, those can be frightening things to us, but that's where we come back to a God is our refuge and strength. And he is sovereign even over the nations, over everything. He is in control. Uh, It says in verse eight, come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. And then this probably the most famous verse outside of the first verse of the Psalm, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And that opening line there, be still, it has the idea of Uh, be still because you're not being still. Even I've seen it translated, cease striving, like stop it, be still and know that I am God. And what should bring us comfort? That he will be exalted. So again, let this Psalm drive home some of the practical ramifications uh, of really God and his character to you, that you don't need to be afraid and you can be still and know that he is God, and ultimately his plan will be accomplished. We, we see more of that in one of the other Psalms we're reading today, Psalm 135. Um, and this is a Psalm that speaks again of the majesty of the Lord. It begins with a call for praise, and then it gets to the reasons why we should praise God, starting in verse 5, for I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. 
He it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightning for the rain and brings forth the wind from his storehouses. Again, you see God's power in, in everything. And even this talk of the seas and lightning in the wind, maybe it thinks you of, you know, the hurricane, Hurricane Ian that was in the headlines recently. And we see this picture. No, God is in control, even of things like hurricanes that we think of as so big and so powerful. Uh, right? God is bigger and he is in the heavens. Whatever he pleases, he does. And even this Psalm brings back some biblical history of God bringing the people out of Egypt and the miracles of the Exodus. And another verse that should bring comfort to us are verses 13 and 14 there in Psalm 135. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your renown, O Lord, throughout all ages. For the Lord will vindicate his people. He will have compassion on his servants. Uh, That should be a comfort to us. We know God is in control and we know ultimately that he will win. His name will not be defeated. He will never, um, his renown will endure. Uh, He will never disappear from the scene and ultimately his people will be vindicated. And if you're one of his people, that should encourage you. And, And even we know sometimes that will happen in this life that God will vindicate us. And sometimes he will vindicate us in death and in glory, but he will also have compassion on us. So that's another reminder. Hey, we need to trust God and not be afraid, whether it's things in our personal life or things in the world. And we need to make sure, Hey, I'm focused on serving him. I'm focused on following him and obeying him no matter what, because he will vindicate his people and he will have compassion on his servants. So I hope those things encourage you today. Um, Trust in the Lord, be still and know that he is God. Do not be afraid, but keep your focus on serving him. Notice knowing that he will vindicate his people. He will have compassion on his servants. Now, as we get to the New Testament today, we're looking at Philippians 2, 12 through 30. Uh, and again, we just talked about the passage, the passages we have preached on. So this is a little bit of a preview of coming attractions, even in the next few weeks at Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley. So I don't want to steal too much of the thunder from our study, but I would encourage you to uh, look at the examples it gives of Timothy and Epaphroditus towards the end of the chapter. And even note, note specifically some of what Paul says about Timothy. He says in verse 20, For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel." Uh, right? What amazing things for Paul to say about Timothy. And I think there's things there that we should make that our goal. Uh, we want to be genuinely concerned with the welfare of others. And we don't want to be those who just seek our own interests. Timothy sets a great example and even a proven example of really caring about Jesus Christ and therefore genuinely caring about others. So think of those close to you today. What would it look like to genuinely care for them and not just to be concerned with yourself? And maybe that's something we need to process in our prayer time. But we serve a great God. He indeed is a mighty fortress. And if the world around you feels shaky today, come, let us sing the 46th Psalm. And I hope that encourages your heart today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. 
To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.